Hello, friend. This is summer special episode number three. We've taken a break from our weekly interview episodes and our Bible chat episodes, and now we're in a little special study of the church, and we've already had two episodes. And I want to talk about descriptive versus prescriptive. Now, in our previous episode, I talked about the danger of reading the Bible anachronistically, reading into let's say the book of Acts, as we read the book of Acts, we read into it our understanding of church today, and we assume that's the way they were doing it. When in reality, the way we're doing church has come from 2,000 years of different changes and adjustments, not, not in the gospel message, not in who God is or our understanding of him necessarily. That should remain the same as what they believed in Bible times and what the Bible clearly teaches. I'm talking about how we function as a church, how our churches are structured how we do programming in the church, Um, even the fact that we have church buildings today. They didn't have church buildings in the New Testament. They met in public spaces. They met in homes. And so we today will drive by a building and call it a church. When you read the New Testament and you see the word church, and if you think that they're talking about a church building, you're reading the Bible anachronistically. That is, you're making a mistake of reading into the Bible the way you think of church today or the way you define church today. So that's what I talked about in our last episode. But in this episode, I want to talk about a second error we commonly make when we read the scriptures on the subject of the church, and that is this. We confuse description for prescription. We get the two confused, and it's important we don't do that. Let me explain. When we look at what the Bible is giving us as an example of how to do something, how the early Christians did it, but it's not a command from the Lord. That's what I'm talking about. Description, a description of how Christians did something versus a prescription. That is a command. God says, do it this way. We're in danger when we do that of legalism. Legalism is when you add to the scriptures a requirement that the scriptures do not give us. Oh, that's a form of legalism. We can be legalistic, and I'm going to give you some examples here in just a few minutes, but let me work to define it just a little bit more here so you truly understand what I'm talking about. Just because the Bible describes a certain behavior by a biblical character, that doesn't mean that the Bible is prescribing that behavior for everyone. Now, let's give an example. And this is going, I'm going to go ahead and just step into the deep water with this one. This is going to really bother some people, I think. But that's okay. I, I want to be biblical. I want to be faithful to the Bible and what it teaches rather than faithful to tradition or what we like. So here it is. Our church chooses to gather on Sunday morning for our weekly gathering as a church. And most churches call this a worship service. And it's usually on Sunday morning. But it might come as a surprise to many Christians that nowhere in the Bible are we commanded as a church to meet together on Sunday. There is no command in the New Testament as to when Christians should gather. The command is that we are to gather. We are to get together. We are to assemble together. We're to meet together. We're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves the writer of Hebrews says, as some are in the habit of doing. I'm quoting Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Search as much as you like, but you will not find a single command in regard to what day 
the church is supposed to meet on. No command. You say, but oh, it's all over the New Testament where it talks about they met together on Sunday. That's called description. There is a difference between description and prescription. And the moment we cross this line and we say how the early Christians did it is the way we have to do it today. At that moment, I believe we're crossing into legalism. We're adding to the Bible a command that's not there. And that's a dangerous thing to do. Now, is it wrong? Am I saying it's wrong to gather? Have, have Christians for centuries been wrong to meet on Sunday morning? Not at all. I'm not saying that. We're supposed to be meeting together. And if it's Sunday morning, wonderful. Churches throughout the centuries have not been wrong to meet on Sunday morning. However, I think I might be able to say they've been wrong to demand that we meet on Sunday morning, and that's the only time or it's the time we have to meet. We can meet in other times of the week, but we have to meet on Sunday morning. I think that's wrong. I don't think it's biblical. I want my theology to be formed by the Word of God, and I want my practice of what I believe to be formed by the Word of God, not by tradition, not by what some church leader says, but by the Word of God. And as a New Covenant believer, as one who looks to the New Testament for my instructions on how the church is supposed to function, there is a clear distinction in the Bible between the church of the New Testament and the Hebrew people of the Old Testament. They are not one and the same. We don't go to synagogue as believers. We, go to, we gather with other believers for what we call church. We are the church, but Paul refers to the gathering of believers as church as well in 1 Corinthians. We gather together to do what Jesus told us to do as a new covenant community. Although the Bible describes the early Christians making it a habit to meet on Sunday morning because they wanted to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and they felt like that was a great day to do it since he rose from the grave on Sunday morning. That's wonderful, but that doesn't mean that you have to meet on Sunday morning because it's not commanded. Now, if, 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 that's a big if, but I mean this, if the New Testament said, if Jesus said, get together on Sunday morning and worship me, then That would be prescription, and I would do it. But you cannot find that command in the New Testament. Therefore, it's description, not prescription. Therefore, it is okay if you have your weekly gathering on Thursday at 2 in the morning. I'm being extreme extreme here with something that's very unlikely, just to make my point, because it's not commanded when you're to gather, just that you are to gather regularly. All right, that's, that's the example. In fact, I think we could make a strong argument that, let me anticipate one of the arguments at this point. Someone may object saying, but what about the fourth commandment? Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. That's the fourth commandment found in the book of Exodus chapter 20. And generations of Christians chose not to work on Sunday, closed stores on Sunday, refused to engage in recreation on Sunday. Are you saying that they're all wrong? I think I've already stated, no, I don't think they were wrong in doing those things. And and you're, you're asking a reasonable question if that's going through your mind. As those who are living under the new covenant rather than the old covenant, we're not obligated to keep the Old Testament laws. The Apostle Paul stated this clearly in Colossians chapter 2, verse 16, when he wrote this, Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink, or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. I would underline Sabbath day. Since the new covenant is a radical new way of living instituted by Jesus for his people, we are not given specific instructions as to what day of the week to meet, only that we, do, we are not to forsake gathering together as some are in the habit of doing. Hebrews 10.25. Even then, the first day of the week is not even mentioned in the book of Hebrews. Instead, the writer emphasizes the importance of daily interaction between believers. Listen to Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened 
by sin's deceitfulness. Another example of how we might make an interpretive mistake via description versus prescription is in regard to where the church is to gather. As I previously mentioned, there, there are no church buildings in the Bible. In the Old Testament, God's people would come make sacrifices at the tabernacle, which was a mobile tent of meeting that could be moved from location to location. Uh, later on, Solomon built a permanent structure in Jerusalem for people to come and worship God via sacrifices. It was called the temple, and it existed off and on for slightly over a thousand years, coming to an, a final end in 70 AD. One other type of religious building is described in the Bible. In the intertestamental period, that is the approximately 400 years between the end of the Old Testament and the birth of Jesus, the Jews developed the synagogues as locations to assemble for meetings and instruction. Whereas there was only one tabernacle and only one temple at a time, that is, there were multiple synagogues spread throughout the known world. The Bible tells us that it was the custom of Jesus to go to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, that's Luke chapter 4, verse 16, and that he spent much time teaching in the synagogues, Matthew 4, 23 tells us. Jesus even announced the beginning of his public ministry at a synagogue, according to Luke chapter 4. But when it comes to the local churches of the New Testament, they never had any church building, nor was there any hint of any desire for these New Testament Christians to acquire buildings of their own for gathering. Instead, churches met in various places, but most frequently they met in homes. In fact, the practice of churches meetings, meeting in houses was so prevalent that some Christians today, in a desire to be as faithful to the Bible as possible, choose to meet in houses. A few even go so far as to believe and teach that Christians should meet only in houses, revealing they have also mistaken description for prescription. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that Christians have to meet in houses when they gather together. It describes that as one of the main places where they met, but it's not prescribed for Christians. It's important for me to share this with you because I believe it's important that modern churches be less dependent on owning property and buildings. In many ways, I believe it can be advantageous to our mission to become less dependent on buildings. Now, lest you think that I'm saying that church buildings are wrong, remember that I do not believe that it's right or wrong per se to meet in a house or a church building because the New Testament prescribes neither. All right, so in our next edition, in our next episode of our special summer series on the church, I want to talk about the three primary expressions of the church, that is, the three types of gatherings that I believe most Christians would benefit from being a part of on a regular basis. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville. Is copyrighted by Brett A. Marani, 2022.